I'm going to go through a series on the kingdom. It's going to be, it's going to be called In the Kingdom. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about, a new life in the kingdom. We'll eventually get into purpose in the kingdom. We'll talk about prosperity in the kingdom. We'll talk about the church in the kingdom as well. And uh, just so you know, the church is in the kingdom, and, and not the kingdom is in the church. Uh, we'd hope that the church would be in the kingdom, certainly. Here we go. What the kingdom of God is, the rule of eternal sovereign God over all the universe. That's a really simple definition. The rule of an eternal sovereign God over all the universe. If you notice that the word sovereign has the word reign in it. And God reigns supreme over all the universe. Not just the United States of America, but the universe. And so the kingdom of God is that, that rule where God has the opportunity to rule over everything. Not just a few things, but everything. Hence, that is his kingdom. He has the rulership of that. Romans 14, verse number 17. We're going to Romans chapter 14. We're going to start there this morning. Talking about what the kingdom is. And as we're talking about the kingdom, I want you to keep this in mind as well, that pertaining to this particular teaching, we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God pertaining to what, what it, how, it, uh, how it uh, relates to life in the kingdom. Uh, there are multiple, multitudes of definitions about the kingdom that we'll see as we go through the scripture. Romans 14 and 17 says this here. If I can get there. Are you there? Get it, you there? Good deal. 14 and 17. Here we go. 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Here's what it is. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Who needs righteousness? Who needs peace? Who needs joy in the Holy Spirit? Well, the kingdom of God is not, I like the fact that he tells us what it's not also. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Because, you know, we get a lot of joy, <laughs> watch this, watch this, eating, don't we? We, we, we Christian folks, I'm, we, we love to eat. I mean, we love it. We, we're the fellowship in this eating, this folks I've ever seen in my life. We said, <laughs> but it's not that. It's not, it's not eating and drinking and in the world, if you, I mean, I mean um, just look straight ahead, I'm not talking about you specifically, but, but drinking alcohol uh, brings people a certain amount of joy in their life. Uh, to, joy to some degree, but it's not the joy of the Lord. How the, it's not the joy of the Lord. It brings some kind of joy in their life. Uh, they get kind of happy for a minute or so, but they, they, they pay a price at some, at some an, an, a later date uh, because of a later time, perhaps. But, so it's not that, though. The kingdom of God is not uh, eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, if, if we, 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 we just stop right there, and we camped out on righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, what, what would that mean for your life, knowing that that's the kingdom? And see, I'm, 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 lead, I'm going somewhere with this, because, see, if it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and we need it, where would it have to be? Where would the righteousness be? It was in. Where would the joy be? Where would the peace be? So where would the kingdom be? <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that? We haven't even got to the passage of scripture that talks about that yet, but we find out something here that God has already set us up to understand something that if the kingdom of God is, and it has to be because he said it is here, Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
I don't have to ever be without being in right standing with God. I don't ever have to, don't, don't, don't ever have to be without the peace of God. I don't ever have to be without the joy of God. So when I function without these things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, that means I have excused myself from functioning in the kingdom way that is present on the inside of me. There's a kingdom way living in me. The kingdom way, the kingdom way is living in me. However, if I choose to not experience or express righteousness, peace, or joy, I have said that I have forsaken the kingdom way. Now, don't raise your hand, but there have been times that we have not really felt like we had that much peace. And where is the peace? We, we sing a song. There is peace in God's kingdom. How's that song go? Peace. Uh, righteous, oh yeah. The song Righteous Peace, Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Sing that song. See, that, uh, that song says there's, there's all that's inside of us, right? But when I choose to operate and say, well, you know what? I just don't feel a peace. I don't feel any peace right now at all. Okay. Um, are you still in the kingdom? Are you still in the kingdom? You're still in the kingdom, but you've chosen not to operate in, like a kingdom citizen. Well, what's this even better than this? You've chosen, to operate, chosen not to operate like a king, which you happen to be as well. See, with kings and priests in his lifetime, the Bible talks about that. So imagine a king of a, a country not feeling peace for the, for the day. He's a, the peacemaker. He's the one that governs the law, governs things, governs things in, in the kingdom. And if he decides that he, don't, he didn't feel peace for the day, what's going to happen with that king? Well, you know what? He is the king. He ought to be at peace. He's the king. Things ought to go his, go his way, shouldn't it? Well, when things don't go our way, it's not, it's not the devil's fault. Getting back up here behind my bulletproof pulpit. So you guys don't be pulling out no guns trying to shoot me. <laughs> All right. So righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is what the kingdom of God is. Now, we, we know that uh, the sovereign rule of God is that he would have us to have this righteousness. He'd have us to have this peace. To ha he'd have us to have this joy. And when we act like we have it, pretend like we have it, we're not really functioning really in it. You ever get, some, get close to somebody that act like they got a little bit of joy in their life, act like, they, act like they have some joy in their life, and something happened automatically and the joy is gone? Okay, let me talk to this side over here. You ever get around somebody that kind of acted like they had some joy, just smiling and happy, and, all of a sudden, and something goes wrong in their life, and all of a sudden they just... <laughs> rolling, rolling their eyes at you and everything else and doing... A, Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the joy that they had wasn't really the joy of the Lord, was it? Because the, the joy that God gives us is not the kind of joy that just kind of disappears all of a sudden. And now, watch this part. We can be angry and sin not. We can have joy and not be in a joyful situation. I don't like this, however, I'm not it's still my joy. You see, I'm not going to let this steal my joy. I'm working on a project at work. I'm working on a project at home, and the thing is not going right. 
And so I'm going to give all of my energy to this thing over here and let it steal all of my joy, drain me, up, deplete me from joy. When I'm in kingdom. So let me go find, let me go get my joy and keep my joy over here. Find a way to get in the presence of God and be able to deal with that situation in a joyful manner. Now, I don't have to light this thing over here because, see, we sit around and say, well, I'm joyful, joyful, joyful in a bad situation. You, you lying? <laughs> I'm not joyful in bad situations. I'm not joyful in bad situations, but I don't let bad situations steal my joy. What I will do is walk over here where there is all the joy that I need in the presence of God. You see, I get all the joy that I need in the presence of God, and I'm able to face the bad situation with a new attitude. That new attitude allows me to, Lord says, I even get a better, a good attitude, but also get a good idea from God to deal with the bad situation and, and turn the morning into dancing. Just turn it around. Turn the whole thing around. Turn it around. He's given us authority, right? Kings have authority, don't they? Where's the kingdom of God? Ray, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. So one man paying attention. Bless God. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, go to Luke chapter 17. Luke 17. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke 17 is in your Bible. Somewhere there. Luke 17 is in your Bible. Go to verse number 20. We'll start there. And so we talk about the kingdom of God. I just gave you the answer about where, where it is. But let's go ahead and just verify that. 17 and verse 20. So now when he was asked by the Pharisees. When the kingdom of God will come. He answered. So the kingdom of God is not. Come with observation. Do you hear that part? It doesn't come with observation. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, some translations will say he's in the midst of you. Or at, at hand, at hand, the kingdom of God's at hand or right close by you. You're looking at him. <laughs> You're looking at him. Well, the kingdom of God, for the new life that we're living has to be in us in order for us to live in a kingdom manner. Now, we, we go into all kinds of stuff trying to figure out how we're going to go about living this kingdom life. And, and I just say, you know, we just have to have a little more teaching on this because as we get more and more teaching about where the kingdom is pertaining to life, we'll understand who we are. Because we know that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We know that we're led by the Spirit. And then we know that we're, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we know that it's now within us. So the kingdom of God's within us, where the righteousness, peace, and joy is as well. Is, watch this part. The kingdom within is the dispenser of the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we got all of this on the inside of us. It's not, it's not like some, some magical deal and you try to figure it out in some ethereal conversation that we try to have with people. Because people get sometimes kind of woo-woo and weirdish, weird and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know how Christians sometimes get in and, and folks that kind of go, well, 
I kind of, I hear what you're saying, but I'm, it, it didn't compute with my mind. Well, it might not compute with your mind initially. But I'm telling you this. One thing I found out about God. He may not make sense to you initially. I'm just the only one here. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one, okay. <laughs> he may not make sense to you initially. But at some point you go, oh, I see what you were doing. I didn't understand it when you started, but I know what you've been, I know what you've been up to, God. You can't fool me. I know what you've been up to. So you show me some things about, about myself. So this kingdom that's on the inside of us is so much different than what we think it is. It is, it is it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That's on the inside of us too, right? So as we're led, led by the same spirit that, is, that raised Christ from the dead, we will not fall ourselves, find ourselves faltering or going crazy directions and not be able to get back on path again. We can always get back on path again with God. Remembering that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost is ours. So where is the kingdom? The kingdom of heaven is within. The kingdom of God is within. According to 17 and 20 and 20, uh, 17, 20 and 21. So the kingdom of God is within. Look over at um, John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse number 1. John 3, 1. Hallelujah. So I got my new Bible here. I'm trying not to write in my new Bible. But I'm so, I'm, but this is, it's like two years old, but it's, it's new to me. But I, my older Bible has everything already marked in it, you know? And I can kind of just kind of go right here. I just, I just kind of go anywhere I want to because I know it all, I know all the, pa- I like, it, like my fingers know where the pages are. Th- and this one here, I got to go to the, I have to actually find it. Like I have to, I, <laughs> Now, you know, I'm serious, I'm serious, because the other Bible, I just kind of go like this, and, and, and boom, right there, you know. And th- now i got to go like, okay, Luke, J- John, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just telling on myself, okay, that's all right. Chapter 3, verse number 1. How does one, the question, I'm, I'm going to give you a hint as to what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. Who, what, when, where, how, and why, right? It's all, I'm always asking those questions. When I read the Bible, when I'm studying the Bible, I'm going, who? Who is... Who is talking to who here? Who is God talking to here? Why is he talking to these people right here? What's going on? What, what, does, he, what does he intend here? I'm digging in on the what's. I'm, dig, I'm digging so deep into that. I want to find out. So, so what does it take to get in the kingdom of God? What does it take to get in the kingdom of God? And, and our, our friend, one of our friends in the Bible uh, helps us discover that. Verse number one. How one becomes a member of the kingdom. He says, um, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. No, no jokes on that one, just Nicodemus, okay. Ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. No jokes, no jokes, just keep on going. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do the signs, these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, we stop there for a moment. We recognize that Jesus has just given the answer of all answers right here. Yeah. Unless one is born again, 
you can't see the kingdom of God. Keep on moving here. Nicodemus said to him, how can one be born when he is old? It's a legitimate question because we have to ask the same question ourselves. Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Legitimate question. It's not something that's impossible to have happen, but it's a legitimate question. Jesus answered and said to him, he said this, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, B.S., he cannot see, enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Now it said, the wind blows where it wishes, and, and you hear the sound of, of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is it everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, we are all flesh. At some point, we had to confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead. We are now born of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the one who drew us to know Jesus Christ. It wasn't an idea in our mind to get saved. It was not, not because somebody wooed you enough and convinced you enough as an individual to say, you need to be saved. They may have said the words out of their mouth, but it was a spirit that spoke through them to cause you to say yes to Jesus. See, it was a spirit of God that does all of that. So to so be born of the water and the spirit. Now, people get all wrapped up in the, regarding baptism Water being baptism in the spirit. That's, listen, if somebody gets saved today and they die today and they don't get baptized, they're going where? To heaven. To heaven. Okay, we're done with that. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to get theological today. But, <laughs> but the deal is that being born of the water and the spirit. Now, let's concentrate on the spirit a little bit more. Going back to righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, right? That same spirit's on the inside of us, right? So the Spirit's on the inside of us, righteous, peace, joy, comes out, of, comes out of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is from the kingdom. The kingdom is where everything dwells. Because what is the kingdom? The rule of an eternal, sovereign God over, over all the universe. Over everything. So everything that's going on, God is the ruler of all of that. That is his kingdom. Now the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, the, the kingdom's within us. Now, it'll mess you up if you really begin to think about who you really are. You begin to really think about who you really, really, really are. You realize that you have so much power. You have so much authority because the kingdom of heaven is within you. See, but, but see, I'm going to just tell you this part. Our heads don't compute that yet. Not all the way. We like to think that we got it. But as soon as we walk out the doors, we're thinking about, oh, boy, I got to pay those bills tomorrow. <sighs> Where's the kingdom at? Still within. But how are you functioning? Like a natural man. See what happens? We, we, the kingdom of heaven within. We walk up. Oh, God, I'm going to pay the bills tomorrow. You think God in heaven is worried about your bills? You think God is worried about your bills? He's given you the ability to have his kingdom within you. No. 
You put his kingdom in you. Did you? No, you didn't. He did. He put his kingdom in you. He trusted you. He trusted you with his kingdom. He trusted us with his kingdom on the inside of us. So we have authority like he has rule and reign over everything in the universe. We have rule and reign over everything that's in our little universe. Our, our, little, universe, our, our little part of the world, our, our little speck in the universe. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? We have, we have authority in those areas. Now, if we're not functioning in authority, who is not, who's wrong here? Who is messing up? Who's missing it? But how long can we continue to miss it, though? Is that, you know, and this is, you know, it's, it's some, it, it makes you want to think a whole lot, doesn't it? They're like, come on, Pastor, I've been living for a long time already, and, you know, I haven't been functioning. Like, you keep on talking the way you're talking, you understand why you're living the way you're living. Because <laughs> I, 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 I look at kings and I look at people of royalty, people of high stature, people that are living well and wonderful and great, and their conversation is so much different than ours. So much different. Even the ones that are not saved. They walk around in a false kingdom. Naming and naming, declaring, decreeing, and saying things right. to make things happen, and things are happening because they say so, and, and they're good about it because they feel like they're the king of their universe. And they're going to hell. I, I, I pray, God, we believers have to be the people in this world that people look to as the rulers of this world. Yes. The leaders of this world. Yes. The kingdom citizens in this world. The ambassadors of Christ in this world. Yes. Or we continue to hear a nice pablum message and we go home and go, well, that was good. Let me think about that a little bit. I want you to dig. I want you to dig and discover your kingship. Dig and discover what God is, what God has put in you. Dig and discover. It's not about getting all the stuff in the world that the world has, because see, the world has all that stuff right there, but they avoid the spirit. You've got a better, you're better off than they are right now. Period. Even in our failure, we're better off than the world is in their greatest success. Their greatest success. We're better off than they are. But why should we stay at a standard? It's not God's standard. It's not God's standard for, and, you know, and it's not God's standard that we live at a certain level, a certain level that's way, way, way beneath that, we, that the Bible talks about, and we still stay there. That's not a standard that we stay there, but we still continue to stay there. And, and, and I'm mad at my own self. You understand me? I'm mad at me. I'm mad at me for, 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 for just settling for what, what, what the, the world said. Well, you can have the scraps, and the, but our scraps are better than some of the kingdom stuff. Watch it now, watch it. The world is handing the, the world is handing over scraps to the church, and the church is running to get it. Like, like, like it's like, well, these are yesterday's ideas. You guys can use those. Oh, come on. We have some. They're getting some. They're getting stuff from. They're getting stuff that's being passed up by believers. Because we're afraid to do what God said do. But I believe that God wants us to 
finally he said, okay, yeah, let's just jump in this thing. Would you entrust you by faith? You got to walk by faith and not by sight. Let's really do this for real. And let's, let's operate like we're kingdom citizens for real because we really are. Say it's a little kid born into a poor family, and you take that little kid that's born into a poor family, and you put him in a kingdom, and you raise that child as a king, to be a king, right? He doesn't know he came from a poor family. He doesn't need to know that. But he, he's raised it right next to the other king. Jonathan. Mephibosheth. You see, these guys are raised around kingly people, but, but one, one thought of himself a little bit differently than the other one, didn't he? David got the deal. <laughs> Man, I tell you, this is this is not going like I anticipated. That's all right. So how we become members of the kingdom is that we have to be born again, born of the spirit. We get that part. I'm walking us through this new life in the spirit, the new life, new life in the kingdom, new life in the new life in the kingdom. This is different than walking by faith and not by sight. Faith, faith is we got we have to do that. But see, faith is in the kingdom. <laughs> see, I'm, 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 what I'm saying today is that we have to be more kingdom-minded than we are segment-minded, segment-minded of the things of the Word of God. There are things, there are line items in the Word of God, line items in the Word of God that we get, that we hug up on. Things that we really like, you know, healing and oh, I love healing, I love healing. So let me study about healing. Well, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. But if you study about the kingdom, you understand healing. Because healing is flowing from the kingdom. All that comes from the kingdom. So how does one become a, a member of the kingdom? We must be born again. And then how did the kingdom come about in the first place? Some people want to tell you, and, I, and I'm kind of, I'm going against the grain on some of this because I, I, I'm looking at the Bible and the Bible says something different. I have seen some notable scholars talk about the when Jesus says uh, the kingdom of heaven is at, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's when the kingdom started. I want to go back to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. It's going to read what the Bible says. And, and, you know, there's, we're not trying to add nothing to it or take nothing away from the Bible because that's, that's just, the word is a word and far better than we, we got it. We read the scripture a whole bunch. We've read it a lot of times. 126 through 28. And then God said, uh, chapter, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26. Then God said, let us make man in our, in our own, in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion. Now, I'm going to go back to him. Let, let us make man in our image. Our image according to our likeness. The so word image and likeness are synonymous, aren't they? they they're, but why does he have to say it twice? See, God doesn't, he doesn't just say words because he, I think I ran out of words to say, let me describe it again. No, he didn't. He's making an emphasis here. Let us make men our own, in our image according to our likeness. According to our, let, let them have dominion. Now, we've got the word dominion now here, right? Dominion, uh, domain, it comes from the word dominion, of course, as well. Domain, dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and everything that creeps on, creepy thing on the earth. Uh, so God said, God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This is Adam and Eve he's talking about here, right? He says, uh, Adam, and it says, uh, then verse number 28, then God blessed them, 
blessed them, and God uh, said to them, them, be fruitful and multiply. So it's not just it's a man, it's mankind. <laughs> mankind and woman. Well, here we go. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish. He just said that a few minutes ago. Why is he saying it again? Have dominion over the fish of the sea, fish, fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over everything that, uh, that uh, moves on the earth. Now, if we go back to verse number 26 for a moment, we see the guy says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, we stop there for a moment. Then he goes into the area of dominion. So why would dominion on earth be important uh, for God to make man in his image and have dominion on earth? Because he has dominion where? Everywhere. God has dominion everywhere. He has dominion everywhere. Over all, not just the earth, but everywhere. He's got dominion. So he's making man in his image to have dominion in a place called the earth. Now, we don't have dominion in certain other places. We don't have dominion. We have dominion here. We don't have dominion on Mars. We have dominion here on earth. That's what, it, that's what it says. The Bible says, if there's a Bible in Mars, it probably has something similar to this. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get into that. But, but I'm saying this. He said, let us make man our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. Have, have dominion for their own kingdom. For their own ruling. For their own, we don't have sovereignty like God has sovereignty. But we have dominion in the earth the way God had dominion over all of the earth. Now, that's, that's what he did for man. That's what he did for man at that time. Man lost all of that dominion, didn't he? Ah, that's the problem. So the kingdom of God was initially established through Adam by God. Okay, look at it this way. God is the ruler of all heaven and earth. He puts a man in the earth, makes him just like him. Image and likeness. Puts him in the earth and says, have dominion. Be the ruler of the earth. The man is here ruling the earth, and then the man messes up. Loses dominion. Then Jesus has to show up. And there's a whole lot of other stuff happens in between that. But Jesus has to show up to reestablish, to say, repent. He said, repent. Go back to the way it used to be when man was first created. When man was first made in the image of God, in the likeness of God, I am here to let you know that the kingdom of heaven is at hand right now again. It's not like it's, go it's, it's on the way. No, it's right here. It's present right now. But he said to repent, though, right? He said, repent. Change your way of thinking about the way you've been thinking about yourself. Because the kingdom of God is within. The kingdom of God's within us. So when Jesus shows up now, we now have all the rights and privileges as ambassadors of Christ, heirs of God, joiners of Jesus Christ. We happen to have the, the privilege of being able to study the Bible of everything that he's written and the things that Paul's written and things that other, I don't know what he's written, but things that the, the Spirit of God wrote and men, men wrote. Hear, hear this. We have a chance now to go back and read through all this ourselves and catch by the Spirit, not by the letter of the law, but by the Spirit, what God's intention is for us now. See, his original intention was that man would rule the earth. 
says. Man has been trying to rule the earth for, forever. Failing miserably, having what they think is success to some degree. But those who were created to rule the earth, the ones who've been made in his image, watch this part, all of man, was, all of man at that moment was created to rule the earth. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly to those who would believe on his name. So then, now there's a distinction between who should be kingdom citizens now. Now there's a distinction between who is right and who is wrong. There's a distinction between what's really supposed to be happening with this world and what's, who's supposed to really be running the world. Who should be ruling and reigning in the world? We should be ruling and reigning in the world because we're kingdom citizens. Man. So Jesus had to show up. He had to show up to do so that we could be introduced again as mankind to this way of living. Not just a way of living, but who we are. We've been born of the spirit. We've been born again. We have now taken a whole new life on to ourselves. Born of the flesh. Go operate in the flesh. Born of the spirit. The, the spirit's going to supersede the flesh. We're going to live differently. We're going to live totally differently. We're not going to live the same as we have been in the past. So how the kingdom of God came about. I'm looking at Genesis. You saw in Genesis there for yourself. The God made man his image. And we, we see that the loss of it, the loss of the kingdom, the loss of the function of the kingdom, the loss of the power of the kingdom, it began to diminish and diminish and diminish and diminish. Now, there were some powerful things going on with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Some powerful things happened in those guys' lives. And we have a chance to know that the kings came from them. Those are fantastic things. Their descendants, you know, the descendants were really blessed. The blessing of Abraham. But the new, the new covenant comes. It's an entirely different deal. The new covenant makes it for us as individuals now to be able to latch hold of this new covenant. Because, see, if there's, if there's no need for a new covenant, if the old covenant was good, there'd be no need for a new one. If Adam did what he did, there'd be no need for Jesus to come to the earth. And become a man <laughs> and live like men and overcome like man, over, overcome like man should have overcome in the beginning. We, this is, it'll make all the sense in the world to you as you take it in by faith and receive it. You're like, let me walk this thing back a little bit. This is what God did here, here, here. This is why Jesus showed up here. This is why I had to be born again here. This is why I have to walk in the spirit this way and not the other way. The same spirit that dwells on the inside of me is the one that raised him from the dead. So I've got the power of God on the inside of me. So it quickens my mortal body to do things that he wants me, he wants me to do. I can walk by faith and not by sight and see things accomplished in my life because he has desired that I do that kind of thing. He thinks thoughts of good and not of evil towards me to, to give me a future and a hope. He has all the stuff mapped out for our lives. And yet we say, well, I go pay the bills tomorrow. What's wrong with that? What? You might, you might sound crazy sometimes, even to yourself. I know I do. I sound crazy to myself because I want to live, live in a comfort, comfortable place. I want to live in a comfortable place where I don't have to really stretch myself too much. I want to just kind of cruise, man, you know, and, just, and handle the little bumps as they come in, you know, little small bumps. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. 
But those big, those big bumps that come, I go, oh, now I got to put on, put on, I got to put on the mind of Christ. And I got to think about things that are lovely, pure, and a good report. I've got to get a hold of the mind of God right now. I've got to see through the eye of the Spirit and see some things differently. I got to walk by faith. See, I've got to do all the stuff that I know to do. <laughs> we got to do all the stuff we know to do to live this life, don't we? And we have to want to. Like we want to be in his presence. We got to want to live this life. We have to want to. But here it is. God needs us to. He needs us to live it. But he's not going to force us to live it. He's not going to force us to live it. John 10, 10 says, I come that you may have life. They, they, may, they may have life and have it what? More abundantly. I came that they may have life would have been sufficient. That would have been good. Because the God kind of life is, hey, that's the best kind of life you can get. But then he says, more abundantly. More abundantly than who? That's the questions I'm asking. More abundantly, why? Why does God want us to have a more abundant life? He's not talking about having a better car, a better house. That's not what he's talking about. To have a, a better understanding of who we are. Having life more abundantly, having a better grasp of life, a better understanding of life, more abundantly. So having an abundant understanding of life and having an abundant understanding of this new life that we have in Christ is far better than where we were, but it's far better than where most people even understand themselves to be. God wants us to have an abundant life like that. Now all those other things, they start coming along down the road down the way as well. They really don't become that important to us anymore. I'm in with this. I know some, I personally know some rich pastors. And you wouldn't know that about them until you really talk to them. I mean, mean, just talk to them. You sit and talk to them, and you discover that if you start adding things up that they do in their lives and things that they have in their lives and things that they function with in their lives, they couldn't have that unless they were rich. (laughs) Talking about no debt, having a church in no debt, talking about having their family in no debt, their, their, their summer home in, in Maui or whatever, no debt. Those kind of things, those are nice. But that's not the center of their conversation. They're wanting to be so much closer to Jesus. I don't know if you'd be surprised, but I was surprised because I always wanted to be the fly on the wall, be the fly on the wall in a room where the big shots are hanging out, you know, I've been there and had a chance to be in those rooms and I had a chance to watch some of these guys in, in their heart for God and their, their brokenness towards uh, living for him and wanting to live for him in a better way and, their, and wanting to know more about him. And, and I venture to say there's some people here today, some people here today that have a greater passion for God than these very, very passionate men. Talk about you. God's giving you a passion for him in such a way that he, he knows you're going to get to him. See, this message is not by accident for you. He knows you're seeking. He knows you want more. He knows you desire more. He wants to give it to you. He wants to give you the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom. He wants you to drive all of it, to live all of it, 
to, have it, to be able to operate in all of it. Every room in the kingdom, you have a key to it. Every room where the healing is, you have a key to that room. Where prosperity is, you have a key to that room. Where, where the life, with children are, listen, you have, the, you have a key to that room. Wisdom is, you have a key to that room. You have a key to every room in the kingdom. I believe God really wants us to have all the things that he says he wants us to have. It's reference to life and godliness. Life and godliness. And I'm just certainly distinguishing between stuff from a life. Because this new life is so much different than what we used to have. How many really want his kingdom within? Let's keep our hands up for a moment. Let's need to be pray, pray before God. Father, we thank you right now. For all of these under the sound of my voice today, that we have the kingdom within. And God, our heart's desire is to live for you. Our heart's desire is to give you all that we have, Father God, because you've given it all to us anyway. Father, take our hearts, take our lives, take our minds and renew them. Renew them, Father, in a way that we can be able to please you, that's, that's going to be honoring to you. We praise you and honor you this morning, Father, for you working to work in our lives today that we've never seen happen before. Father, do within the hearts of those that are here today a powerful work. Let their lives so change. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you're here, keep your heads bowed.